All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, June 2nd of 2023 here. Uh, big shout out to Bone Dog and Drew Rocker. Uh, there was a big NBA showdown Millie Maker yesterday for game one of the NBA finals. And uh, two Saberson users, the two users I just named, were part of a very light 15-way chop for first place, taking home a cool $82,000 each. So congratulations one more time to Bone Dog and Drew Rocker showing out representing uh, Sabersim up at the top of the leaderboard last night. But looking ahead to today, got a 13-game MLB slate. Uh, very excited for that. And then plenty of action over the weekend here with MMA, with NASCAR with uh, hockey returning with game two of the NBA finals. So a lot of DFS action coming at you over the weekend here. If you're not joined up with SaberSim, want to check us out. There's a link to a seven day, no strings attached free trial, but getting into the show for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. Questions come in live in the YouTube chat in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server, or you can reach us uh, via support at support at sabersim.com. So uh, we take questions from all three of these places. We get to all the questions before the end of the show each and every day here. Uh, if you're not in the Discord want to get access to the Office Hours channel, there's a link to join the Discord. Uh, you also get access to Similarts, get access to all of our individual sport channels, and a lot of the other SaberSim members are uh, lurking around in the Discord, engaging in conversation with users each and every day. But that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, we have one question to get us started today. So if anybody has any questions, <coughs> excuse me, if anybody has any questions uh, b before the weekend here, before uh, you know our next show on Monday, now is a great time to get those questions in. So we're going to get rocking and rolling here, and we will see where we go from there. All right, first question from J. Sam Jr. said, when it comes to players and their projected ownership, is it based off the pitchers they are facing for that day? Like if a player is highly owned, does that mean that he is in a better position than a batter that is lower owned, like single digit ownership. Okay, so great question here. Um, just some, just uh, really quickly here for anybody, you know, who wants to learn more about our ownership here. And this is actually a, a great place to go. So if you go over to, how am I double sharing? Okay. Oh, I'm sharing the wrong screen. That's what I did. My bad. Sharing the wrong screen here. Okay, so this is our support page. Uh, if you're in SaberSim, you go to settings, you go to help, it will open up this support uh, documentation here. And then if you go down to frequently asked questions, you can go to view more, and then you can go to ownership here. Just type in ownership at the top. It says, uh, where do the ownership projections come from? So this is a great uh, little like deep dive or, or even like a one minute clip really of, of how we come up with our ownership projections. But the too long didn't read of it is that uh, we run builds on very, very high SIM diversity and see how all of the players do over that uh, set of builds that we run. And then that those exposures that come out of those builds are what end up being our ownership projections here. So uh, to answer your question, like, yes, a, a batter who is facing a bad pitcher is going to be higher owned 
than a batter facing a good pitcher, right? Um, Houston is facing Shohei Otani today. So you can expect that the hitters for Houston are going to be relatively low owned, right? Nobody over 2%. But then if we go and look at our highest implied run total team of the day, which is Tampa Bay here, uh, the hitters are 5 to 10% owned. It is a big slate here. I don't know who who's going to be super chalky here. Maybe Philly. I'm looking at all these teams over 5%. Okay, so we'll take Philly here, right? Uh, some 16, 12, 11, so a couple guys over this 10% range. If we go and see who they're facing, they're facing Josiah Gray, and um, he is a 6,900 salary pitcher here. So I'm basically just going off of uh, salary and projection here, but you know he, he is not some 10K salary pitcher such as Otani or Framber here, right? Uh, not not expected to pitch as well as some of these guys at the top range here. He is much, much lower on our projected score list, uh, you know, w- way down here at 11 points as opposed to these guys up here in the higher range, right? So so naturally, you know, these batters for Philly are going to be in a better spot to uh, perform well. So that is why their ownership projections are higher. But the ownership projections, you know, come from the Sims. It's it's all automated, which is, which is great in a lot of ways, right? We can – when, when news comes out, you know, we don't have to go manually rerun ownership or anything like that. The builder can take in those inputs and then redistribute ownership accordingly here. It, it works out really, really well for NBA season specifically here. A lot more time to run ownership in general with MLB, but that is uh, where ownership projections come from, how we get them, and uh, your your natural inclination here is correct. All right. Jumping over to this next question here from Dante. Question says, for the odd-numbered entries, such as a 10-max, 6-max contest, et cetera, are you using the sliders above or below that number? Uh, really good question here. So of what Dante is talking about is, you know, we have our baseline entry limits here, which are your single entry, 3-max, 20-max, 150-max. Uh, sometimes these sites have, you know, odd-numbered entries uh outside of these ranges like a 10 max six max you know uh 15 whatever whatever it may be right sometimes i have like a 47 max randomly right uh what i prefer to do is i prefer to use the sliders above the number so like let's say we have a six max right you know you get you get to go to a three max which is correlation nine sim diversity seven or you can go to a 20 max which is correlation 10 sim diversity seven uh ultimately you know these aren't super different here you're not going to get way, way different uh, builds or or uh, constructions by using sliders where correlation is one tick lower and sim diversity is the same here. But the way that I think about it intuitively here is that um, a lineup in that is a lineup that is optimized for a bigger contest where you're going to need a higher score to win is much more likely to win a smaller contest rather than a lineup that is optimized for a smaller contest trying to win a bigger contest, right? So what what I'm thinking is like, hey, if I am building lineups for a um, three max 100 to 1K entries, you know, this lineup is probably going to have a lower sim diversity, um, which which is basically going to put, which is, it's not optimizing for as much upside, as opposed to a uh, type of contest that is optimizing for a contest where it thinks that that you're going to need a higher score to win. So a lineup that can come in 
10th in a 20 max might come in, you know, first in like a single entry is basically what I'm trying to say. So, um, you know, these contests where you have more entries, where the entry limit is higher, uh, if you are building for that, you know, the one of those lineups can probably take down a single entry as opposed to building, you know, single entry lineups and then putting them into a 20 max. So that is kind of what I'm saying as to be at this uh, entry limit in between a six max and 10 max. I would always just lean on the 20 max and then uh, build for that. But good question there. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, those are our only two questions of the day at the moment. And one from Jay Sam's Jr., one from Dante. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. So while I wait for some questions uh, to come in here, I'm going to talk a little bit about owner's box here. So give me one second. But if you guys are not playing over on owner's box, uh, highly recommend taking advantage of it. Saberson was the first major optimizer to support owner's box. Uh, we have a uh, promotion with them where if you use pr promo code Saber or Sabersim, when you sign up, one, you can get a $500 deposit bonus. Two, you can get uh, free credit. You can earn free uh, months of Sabersim here just by playing on the site and doing nothing else. We will track your entry fees over time here. And once you reach one of these thresholds, you can cash in. So if you get $3,500 in entries, you can get a free month of standard. If you say, hey, I want to wait until I get to pro, uh, you can get, once you get to 5,000, you can earn a free month of pro. And then once you reach that threshold, we will give you your free month. And then we will reset your tracking to zero. There is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn. A couple of the great reasons to be playing over on owner's box is the contest overlay frequently here. So they can have a uh, full overlay, no rake or reduced rake. That is percentage points that you do not have to earn back. The contests are generally softer than what you were going to see on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo, a lot of the best players are not playing over on owner's box yet. Uh, for me, you know, the way I'm thinking about it, like it is MLB season. MLB is not as popular as some of the fall sports like football and NBA here. So I'm expecting a lot more players and the prize pools uh, to grow over on owner's box going into the fall here. So I've been taking advantage of playing over on owner's box in MLB season ahead of the fall sports here. Highly recommend taking advantage of owner's box. All right. Uh, going to pull Sabersim back up here. I'm going to hang out, wait for any uh, last questions to come in here. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the NBA game one of the finals. I had like 50 tickets to the Millie Maker, uh, didn't win. Uh, really interesting, though. I actually had the winning lineup in my pool, but I only had. I built 2,500 lineups. I only had four lineups with uh, Haywood Highsmith as the captain. And one of those was actually the lineup that shipped. Uh, would have been like really hard for me to get to him. I was not, uh, he, he was not on my radar as like a play that I wanted to get to. I was actually more interested in Cody Zeller last night. And um, I ended up getting to a lot of Cody Zeller and I ended up getting off of Jokic a lot. So did some things right. Uh, but ultimately, you know, just wasn't on that play. It seemed like Bone Dog was, you know, he was all over the leaderboard with Zeller, with uh, with Highsmith here. But just just uh, some, you know, maybe just like since we have some time to do like a little review for you guys. So one of the reasons that I was specifically, or let me say this, I spent a lot of time looking at Miami last night. Um, reason being is that Denver has been playing a very, very tight rotation 
throughout the playoffs, even when they swept the Lakers. Um, they've basically been running a seven-man rotation with Braun getting like just a few minutes here. So I thought seven minutes for Braun was like more than enough. I didn't I didn't think that he needed any adjustment last night. Um, one thing that I did do was I went and I ran a cash build just to see what a traditional optimizer was going to be spitting out. And it was a lot of Jokic captain. It was a lot of Denver 4-2s, a lot of Denver 5-1s, and a lot of the constructions that had Jokic as a captain also had Jeff Green in the utility. So my my thinking here was like, hey, Jokic is super expensive. Uh, the way to get some salary relief, a lot of people are going to do is play Jokic in the captain, play Jeff Green in the flex. So I tried to limit my exposure to Jokic captain. I tried to limit my exposure to Jeff Green in the utility. Uh, both of those things worked out. You know, the optimal lineup ended up being a 3-3 stack. So those 4-2-5-1 Denvers uh, getting off of those were good. So I, I just ultimately where I ended up at was Cody Zeller was projected for like one and a half minutes here. Um, I thought he was going to play a lot more than that. He he has played a lot more regularly throughout the playoffs than this number here uh, aside from like the last two games in the Boston series that were like really, really close uh, where a lot of the starters were playing extra minutes here. So I thought this number was like closer to eight. Uh, so that's what I did. I increased him to eight. I ended up getting about like 50% of him across my lineups here. I didn't make any adjustment to Highsmith here. And then he ended up being the key to the slate here. Uh, so, so we were close, but, but uh, ultimately could not get to that one specific instruction. Unfortunate it happens. Uh, but I, I was pretty happy where the slate ended up. I think Zeller ended up getting exactly eight minutes. Uh, so, so no, no, um, nothing, nothing I felt uh, particularly bad about. If you guys hadn't seen this, uh, this video came out yesterday. Uh, Jordan released it ahead of the um, final series. So if you go over to videos, this just shows latest uh, crush the 2023 NBA finals with Sabersim. This video came out like a couple hours prior to lock. So I know some users said, Hey, it was a great video. I didn't see it, uh, you know, posted. Um, but on, on your YouTube channel, you can go to notifications and you can turn on notifications for Sabersim here. And then you will get an, uh, a notification, a push notification or something when we release new content. So I actually watched this video prior to building my own lineups here. And uh, Jordan actually had a, had a pretty good take of Xing out Kevin Love. He said, you know, he's been super sporadic with his minutes. Um, you don't really know how they're going to play him. I'm actually okay just Xing him out. And Kevin Love ended up not playing the entire game. So uh, good call by Jordan there, Xing out Kevin Love. and might might have been giving you some, you know, more lineups with, some, with uh, potential to get Highsmith in those lineups there, but good job. Uh, good video to check out, you know, still plenty of NFL showdown content to come on NBA showdown, uh, contests to come for the rest of the series here. So hopefully, you know, we get a nice long series, uh, as we close out NBA season here. All right. Question for Noah. Noah said, hey, Andrew, do the Sims have access to NHL single game and should see what kind of settings, uh, they would use? Uh, yeah. So if you go over to NHL, and then we're just going to show this for DraftKings. You know, we have the uh, Stanley Cup Finals here coming up soon. Uh, I believe they start tomorrow here. And, you know, the settings are going to be the same. The settings are going to be 0, 10. 
they, they were just zero zero from that cash build that I ran. But basically for all the any any single game format, we're basically always going to use zero ten here, uh, leaning on those game sims, leaning leaning on those sim outputs here. Obviously worked well for a couple of users yesterday, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show. But um, but yeah, no, really, really same sentiment here. So uh, you know, build some lineups over the weekend. Nice uh, 8 p.m. Eastern start, so should be plenty of time to get your lineups dialed in for this NHL showdown. So good luck to all of you playing NHL this weekend as well as other sports. Uh, looks like Phantom is typing here in the Discord, so I'll give it Phantom a minute to get a question in here. And then uh, this this might be the last question here if, if no other questions come in. But, um, you know, we do this show Monday through Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys are building lineups over the weekend, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, and then uh, that'll give us a steady queue of questions for our Monday show. If I'm around on the weekend in the Discord, if I see your question, I'll try and get you guys an answer uh, to help you with any contest that you're playing over the weekend. But either way, um, you know we will get to all the questions on Monday. That way, everybody can hear the answer uh, in case it helps out more than one user. Uh, Noah said, can you run the Sims for MLB to see what it shows now versus before lock when lineups are in? Uh, yeah, yeah. so just like one thing on that, you know, I think that with MLB specifically here, um, you're not going to get a ton of difference in your lineups. Like, I, I would say, you know, one thing with NBA, right? It's like, hey, you always want to know who are start who's starting every single game. And then if some lineups are not out, you want to make sure that you're available to check because that can open up a huge value spot. It could change the context of the slate. You know, you might be able to swap onto somebody uh, who's, who's super high value. Now, if somebody gets rolled out and then get a payup option in a, in a later game. Right. I think that's like pretty, pretty normal NBA thinking here. I would say in MLB, it's, it's really not the same here. The biggest scratches that are important are probably like pitchers. Um, if a pitcher gets scratched, you know, you're going to see ownership condense on a lot of pitchers more often. It's like, let's say Clayton Kershaw does not end up pitching, right? That's 28% ownership. Well, where is that ownership going to go in one of the last games of the night here, right? Um, so I think like that is kind of a more uh, serious situation here. But let's say that you're building lineups, right? Uh, at lock, some of these lineups aren't out. For, for me personally, what I'm coming in checking once these lineups are out or is anybody out? And then once I figure that out, it's if if nobody's out great you know i don't really care if guys got shifted around in the lineup i don't care if you know some some eight hitter got uh got swapped on you know baltimore who's like a pretty low total team here you know as long as nobody in my lineups are out i'm not super worried about what the situation is and then if somebody is out i'm coming at it from from two questions one is how many how how much exposure do I have to the player or players that are out, right? Let's say that a player is used in three out of 150 lineups. So that's like 2% here. Uh, I'm probably just doing a quick swap. I'm, I'm not thinking too much about it. And then when I'm doing a quick swap, I am doing a best from same team. So the reason for that is I want to maintain the stacks and maintain the correlations in my lineups. I don't really want a... Uh, four stack to go down to a three stack. Uh, I want to, you know, maintain those stacks. So something that I've heard Matt say in the discord is like best available based on projected score 
is not always your best option, right? Uh, just because you are packing in the highest projected players, you know, it might be better for you to try and maintain your stacks and and uh, stay true to those. So that is why we have the best from same team option. So I'm a big fan of that. But um, let's say that I had a player, you know, maybe in 5 to 10% of my lineups that was out. Uh, even in that situation, I would not rebuild my entire 150 lineup set. What I would instead do is if you have a lineup file, which I do not at the moment, uh, in, in late swap here, what you can do is in your contest, there's going to be an option down here that says late swap lineups without players only. So let's say that you had, you know, 10 lineups with an out player. Uh, what the builder will do is it will take only those 10 lineups and then rebuild those in your late swap. So then your 140 that do not have any out players will all stay intact. All that work that you've done will not be redone. And then you will only get a pool for those 10 lineups. And then those, those new 10 lineups that you choose get added back to your other 140 lineups. And then you upload that as your new 150 set. So the ability to separate out the lineups that have an out player rebuild those lineups specifically without affecting any of your other lineups, I think is a great option. Um, I, I am much more likely to do that rather than rebuild all of my lineups because I, I've already spent the time dialing in those lineups. I don't really want to touch them. If they don't need to be touched, I would rather just uh, take the lineups that are affected and need to be reworked and go with those. But that that is what I'm thinking. Uh, good, good, good idea bringing up that quick swap, late swap. All right, Noah said for MMA with the lowest salary guys who now face worse guys, will they be heavy? Optimal two guys under 8K are huge favorites now. Um, so I think that, you know, for, for MMA, there's usually an update over Friday night here. So if, if you're building MMA lineups, I would never build on Friday night and um, set it and forget it. I think that it's better to come back on Saturday morning sometime because we get uh, updated odds and, and some other information comes in over overnight here. And then the projections will update. So usually our projections for MMA are final sometime Saturday morning here. And um, if, if there are these guys that you're talking about, uh, I don't know who got rolled out, but the ownership is going to reflect that. Right. So if there's an opponent who uh, somebody got scratched and they're now facing some other opponent, you know, that is, that is going to be a salary inefficiency, right? And then I think the ownership is going to reflect that. So take that into account when building your lineups. You know, that's like really where a lot of the edge lies in TFS uh, in, in 2023, right? Is that, you know, salaries get put out at a specific time, but news updates, uh, injuries happen, things like that. And then that creates, you know, salary inefficiency, right? If, if this matchup, the specific matchup that's getting that's taking place was the original matchup, you know, days ago. Uh, these salaries would not be what they are, right? They would be different. So I think that you know that comes into play a lot here. And um, so so just just keep your eye on the ownership projections. Uh, SaberSim and SaberScore are going to account for that automatically here and kind of help you guide you as to what what players are best used and what type of constructions here. So take a look at that. But all right, everybody, uh, great show today. I think that, you know, this show caps off a great week of shows. We had a lot of good shows earlier in the week here. Um, keep your eyes out for the uh, SaberSim newsletter. We've been sending out a newsletter 
every Sunday. And uh, it's been good. We've done two or I, I believe two newsletters to date here. So if you guys are not receiving those, um, write us a message at support at sabersim.com to say, hey, Andrew mentioned a Sabersim newsletter. I have not been getting it. Can you add me to the list? Uh, I, I believe, you know, most Sabersim users should be on that list automatically here. But if you're not receiving it for some reason, you want access to that newsletter, just shoot, shoot us an email and we will make sure to get you added. All right, everybody. Uh, great show. So have a good weekend, everybody. Take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.